Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Every family vacation, my kids break into the can-can. Can we go to the theme park? Can we go to a ball game? Can we get snacks? It can get expensive. But at Red Roof, we get a great price on clean, comfortable rooms and wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. This summer, when we rest and repeat at Red Roof, staying two separate times can earn us a free night. Plus, Ready Reward members can save up to 20% with exclusive rates. Book at redroof.can. I mean, .com. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by audible.com. We've got a free trial for you. If you go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, you can sign up for the trial and then go exploring all of the audio content. And don't just limit yourself to audiobooks because there's a lot more there for you to enjoy. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy Inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to for sales, entrepreneurship, small business, marketing, leadership, all, all sorts of topics. And that's because of the guests. Uh, these are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no different. My guest today is Joseph Wilkins. Joseph founded the marketing agency ProCreative around 20 years ago, and from that became the founder of FunnySalesVideos.com, where he and his team create refreshingly entertaining sales videos that turn viewing into buying. His campaigns are extremely successful, and he has previously worked with the likes of Google, McDonald's, and LinkedIn, among others. Joseph is also the host of the How to Make a Video Go Viral podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Joseph. Thank you, Diane. It's great to be here. I am so thrilled to have you here because I love this subject and I can't wait to learn <laughs> as much awesome. as I can. Good, good. <laughs> you know, humor is a wonderful thing. I, I would love to know why 
humor is such a powerful tool to, to actually use in marketing campaigns? Yeah, that's obviously the, the, the question that everyone wants to, to understand. And I would maybe go a little bit deeper before I come back to humor and just start with the word story. Hmm. Everyone loves a good story. Yeah. Since we were a toddler on our parents' knee, having them read us a story or going to a movie and, and being told a great story, that is just a core fundamental human motivation that when we see a good story, we are, we, we are attracted to it. Um, one of my personal inspirations has always been Pixar and they, their mantra is, it's all about the story. Story is king. And so, you know, just being funny for the sake of being funny isn't that useful in a business sense unless it's connected to a story that's going to drive action. That's obviously what us selfish marketers want. But the, the, coming back to your question, why, why is humor so effective? Well, it just there's so many reasons why humor has been so much more effective for us. Um, as you mentioned in, in the intro, I started this agency 20 years ago doing what I now call boring advertising. You know, the, <laughs> the, the direct response, tell them the features, tell them the benefits, shove a call to action down their throat and ask for their money. And, you know, there's, there's still a place for that, I guess, but nothing in the 15 years that we did those kinds of ads, um, obviously television is a whole nother animal, yeah. but on online, the biggest video we ever had got a hundred thousand views. When we switched to humor, our first campaign, uh, between three videos got 7 million views. Oh my goodness. Fast forward to today. We literally just la launched a campaign yesterday. Um, that was the third video in a, in a campaign. The first two videos are close to 70 million views, seven zero. Wow. So you tell me, which would you rather have, the, the results from the boring <laughs> or the results from the funny? And, and it's just because humor will engage a person in, in a way that no other medium can. If you go up to somebody at a networking event or a social party and you, know, you ask them really dry, boring questions, how connected do you feel to that person as opposed to if they come in and, you know, they're, they're fun and they're lighthearted, not necessarily silly, but they're, you know, they have a real upbeat, fun personality. It's the yeah. same with your brand. And so that's why I think humor is so effective is because number one, it, it increases retention because people want to stick around for, for, for a pleasant experience. Who doesn't like to smile? Who doesn't like to laugh? But also number two, it's way more memorable if you connect it to a brand related story. Okay, I, I, I completely understand that, but I shouldn't say but. And um, <laughs> I think there are people out there saying to themselves, okay, but humor in a business in environment, aren't I supposed to be showing up as professional and buttoned up? Great question. And, and that's one I get all the time. And my response to the question of what kind of a business should be using humor, my response is only those that have customers who are humans. <laughs> 
I mean, who doesn't like to yeah. laugh? But yeah. you have to you have to be relevant. So yes, there's a very big difference between the tone of the humor of a SAS C-suite targeted campaign as opposed to a tween, you know, young person uh, campaign. It's a completely different audience. And so the humor has to be different. The humor has to be relevant. It has to be much more intelligent. It can't speak down to people. It can't offend people. I put a little caveat there because most advertising that's disruptive will offend some people in, in some way. But, sure. you know, it's, it's the 80-20 rule. If 80% of your audience loves it and you get, you know, maybe 20% if that that com complain about it. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, ridiculously offensive things. You don't want to denigrate your brand. You don't want to really offend people with, you know, politically incorrect and things that are really going to, wreak havoc for you but you know have it having a really strong fun disturbing or sorry disruptive message isn't gonna appeal to 100 of the audience but it's going to appeal so much deeper to the larger percentage of your audience and that's really the point right you're really trying to engage and connect with the people who you should be who you're yes. going to enjoy doing business with right Exactly. And that all comes down to the very first step that we take with every single project. And, you know, we don't have to go through all of them, but you, your listeners can download a free ebook called How to Make a Funny Sales Video Without Hiring Us. It's eight steps that anyone can use to um, make their ads much more effective. But the very first step is the most boring. It's research. It's <laughs> understanding who your customer is, what kinds of things they would respond to, what their big pain points are so that you can create those as subplots in your story. Um, and also things like, you know, what are, your what are your competitors doing so that you don't do the same thing? You've got to be disruptive. You've got to be different. You also have to reposition the competition in your video if that's something that is going to stop people from buying um, if you don't address it. And you won't know any of that if you don't do your research. Okay. Boy, th this, this is so interesting. So you do your research. Well, actually, I, I want to switch that question up. <laughs> um, can you give us an example? It may be sort of hard to do here, but is, is it possible to give an example of, you know, one of like a successful funny sales video? Sure. Yeah, I got, I got, I got about a dozen I can go through, but no, I'll maybe, I'll maybe really quickly contrast two examples at the polar ends of the spectrum because okay. a lot of people, okay. a lot of people will call me up and they say, you know, I'm a small business, um, I don't have a big budget. Is something like a funny sales video even possible? So I'll, I'll start with a much bigger company that hired us. Um, that's the company that we just, um, that I mentioned, we just finished their third video yesterday. Um, it launched and within the first couple of days, we're already decreasing their cost per customer acquisition by, um, it's about a quarter of the price right now compared to two days ago before we launched the campaign. So just dramatically reduce their customer acquisition cost we'll see how long those numbers last but you know they're the ones that have 70 almost 70 million views on their first two video campaigns 
and have driven millions of dollars in sales. Um, not only have they driven millions of dollars in online sales, but other things are starting to happen, such as, that. so they're an online retailer that, that create a waterless laundry detergent, which sounds really strange, but it's kind of like this, it's these chewing gum type strips that get shipped to you in a cardboard sleeve. And the whole mission of the company is to reduce our plastic waste, um, throwing these, uh, you know, millions of jugs in the landfill every year. So it's a mission-based company, which by, by itself is something that works really well online because everyone loves to share good. Right. But anyway, not only is there, are their online sales up, they're also getting into all of these retailers that had previously turned them down because the retail shops are seeing the social proof. And that's such a huge phrase that, that your listeners probably already know. But you know, if you don't have people talking about you online, then nobody, you know, nobody knows you exist. And because of this social proof, all of these retailers are having people coming into their stores saying, do you sell True Earth eco strips? And obviously, now that they're seeing that, but also seeing all these comments and views and shares online, they realize that there's a demand for it. So there's one example of, uh, you know, a fairly large company um, that, that's had some huge success. On the other end, I have a, um, a former physical therapist who invented a device that helps relieve back pain, jaw pain, headaches. It's kind of like a, a resonance massager. Um, but they're selling this product for $500, trying to sell it to cold traffic. I mean, that's, that's a pretty hard challenge. Um, and we basically created a campaign for him. And he came on our podcast just a couple of weeks ago with, with amazing numbers, you know, not huge numbers because he's only a small company, but sustainable growth that he could keep up with. And he's basically doubled his month over month sales since we launched the campaign. Wow. Those are great examples. Thank you. So how does a video go viral? So the premise to your question is probably biased. And what I mean by that is when somebody says a viral video, what do they mean? Do they mean a video that organically went viral? Or do they mean a video that has tens of millions of views? Because there's a very big difference between those two. Oh, Yes. Now, here's, here's, I'll reveal the, the, the curtain to the dirty secret behind 90% of all of the viral videos that you've ever seen. None of them were actually viral. About 10, about 10 years ago, yeah. when, Do when Dollar Shave Club released that video, that was a time, you know, a decade or so ago, when the social media algorithms had not been developed to favor um, paid content versus organic content. And what I mean by that is it, these days, if you're a brand and, and the algorithm gets a whiff of the fact that you're promoting something, a, a product, a service, some kind of a promotion, they will treat that video completely different than the video of your cat that you uploaded last night. Cat videos and, you know, funny accidents and, you know, people falling on their heads, those kinds of things can still and do still go viral. The minute that, that you put a product or a service in that ad, it gets completely categorized as a different kind of video. 
And those kinds of videos no longer go organically viral. So what do I mean when I have a podcast called How to Make a Video Go Viral? <laughs> Truth be told, it's a bit of a clickbaity title, but what I, what I teach people is how to create a vending machine full of $100 bills that cost $20 to use. So if I said to you, Diane, here's a, here's a vending machine. You can get $100 out every time you use a $20 bill. How many times would you want to spend a $20 bill? A lot. Exactly. An unlimited number of times, as long as it kept working. That's what business viral style sales videos should be. It's a video that when you pay to show it on Facebook or on YouTube or on Instagram or wherever, you're paying $20 and getting $100 back. So every one of those views, or I would say 90% of those views were purchased views. But because these ads are so effective, as I mentioned before, the ad that we launched yesterday, reduce our customer acquisition costs dramatically. So the company wants to continue funneling ads to drive customers to watch the video so that they can give them an offer, get them into their sales funnel and turn them into a customer. So it's all about high converting sales videos, not vi organically viral sales videos. Oh. Still, still about 10% of my views will be viral because people love to share but it's nothing compared to the, the majority is paid views. But, you know, time and again, we'll go into a company and we'll do nothing other than swap out their creative with ours. You know, keep all of their ad spend the same, keep the platform the same, keep the sales funnels the same, just switch out the video and their return on ad spend will double, triple. We've seen that time and again. It's because people are much more engaged right. and even if they don't buy the first time they watch the video, they like you. They've laughed at you. Right. You've got them in a different mindset so that the next time you retarget them with another ad or when they come around to that buying cycle, you're top of mind. That's really what it's all about. And that makes so much sense to me. It really, because it is all about the connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions. Yes. Absolutely. Right. And people would rather laugh. It's so I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking of all of the times I've heard people say that uh, people buy from fear, you, you know, and you have to help them see what the impact would be if they didn't get something. People don't buy from fear. I think people freeze up at that point, you know, and, and they, they just go into a I'm just not going to do anything mode, but when they're laughing and they're happy and they're enjoying something, then they want more of an experience. Yes. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And the other thing is you've heard the adage, the more you can tell, the more you can sell. Well, in the online world, our attention spans are so short. In fact, most Facebook reps and Google reps and YouTube reps that are selling advertising will tell a customer, keep your ads less than 15 seconds. Now, that's because most people don't have the creativity to keep your attention longer than 15 seconds. People don't stop watching ads because they're long. They stop watching ads because they're boring. 
They start watching ads because they're not relevant. They start watching ads because they feel like they're being sold and it feels icky. And yeah. so when we flip the tables, the structure of one of our ads is very simple. I start out in the first five to 10 seconds with a visually strong hook. Doesn't have anything to do with the product most of the time. It's just something that will get you to stop scrolling and turn the sound on. Because most of our viewers, 80%, in fact, are watching our ads on a mobile with the sound off. And so if you look at our ads, the very first five to 10 seconds are very visual. Either the character is, you know, it looks different or there's something going on. And all I'm trying to do is pique your curiosity enough to stop scrolling and turn the sound on. Then I'm going to present you with a problem that that character has that relates to your life so that you say, oh, I have that problem too. Oh, that person looks like me. I wonder what's gonna, what she's going to do or he's going to do to solve that problem. Then we entertain you with a story that continues to hook you. Every 15 or 20 seconds, I imagine that my viewer has ADD and can't remember that I've already made them laugh. So every 15 to 20 seconds, I've got to give them another hook. That could be a joke. That could be another wild experiment or demonstration or something shocking or just something that's not going to be the kind of thing that you'll see from the next video that comes along. And then while I'm doing that, in between, I've got about 15 seconds to put in some sales copy. Then I've got to entertain you again. But ultimately, I'm going to have that person that represents your brand relate to that viewer so that when the viewer sees the person find the solution to their problem, which is my client's product or service, they say, oh, maybe that could solve my problem too. Right. And that's really all it is. It's a story that continues to entertain you, but that is relevant with a product that will solve your problem. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have thousands of titles to choose from, as well as podcasts, Audible originals, guided meditations, and more. One of my favorite audiobooks is Everyone Deserves a Great Manager by Scott Miller. For me, I love being able to listen to it anywhere and across my devices without losing my place. And I think you will too. So visit audibletrial.com slash business growth to explore the variety of audiobooks and programs for yourself. So, so, okay. So then, you know, you're saying that people really do have an attention span to watch longer videos if they're engaging and entertaining. Oh if yeah. In fact, most of our videos, I don't think we've had a campaign yet where our shorter videos have outperformed our longer videos. Huh. See, what we do is when we shoot a video, we edit multiple short versions, long versions, we'll do different introductions. So we'll record three completely different opening hooks. We'll test them to see which one gets the better click-through rate. We'll have different offers in them. But so we have, you know, not just one video, but a whole bunch of different ones, and we will test them. And the long version always outperforms the shorter version because you're building that relationship. You can't really ask a person to buy something from a character that they've developed a relationship with unless you spend a little bit more time to develop that. 
So yeah, we, we see that people still have the attention span if you can earn it. So, so how long are your long videos generally? About, about three, three to four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It, it, it should be as long as it needs to be to deliver all of the key messages that you identify in your research phase mm. and to keep them entertained, but not a minute too long. You know, so right. you, you want it to still be as short as you can while delivering everything that you need to say to create the desire for somebody to take action. Okay. Boy. Okay. Um, so <laughs> is TikTok a good platform for this? Not for the hero version, which is the three to four minute version. You can't do that on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok's a great way to retarget people. So again, what we do is we'll create our long version. And then, you know, even the best in the world, um, your viewers may be familiar with the Harmon brothers. They created the Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattress, Fiber Fix, all of the big videos that really started uh, companies like mine that are basically just copying them. Um, even they say that they only get a 5% watch through rate on their videos. So 95% of the people wow. that watch their videos won't watch it all the way to the end. But if you're getting 100 million views on a video, 5% yeah. of that is a huge number. Right. So we always know that most people aren't going to watch all of our video. So we then create shorter versions that will retarget them on different platforms. And, you know, if you've done your research and you know who your demographic is and they're on TikTok, absolutely, that's a great place to retarget. And but again, it's, it's all, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and again, but again, it's all paid ads. You don't just right. put a video on TikTok and hope people see it. You pay to play. Okay. Okay. That's key. Okay. Interesting. And can any, I mean, I know it's gonna sound like a crazy question, but can, if someone's not funny, can they still create a funny video? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't consider myself a funny person. I mean, I kind of do in my alter ego, but I'm not a comedian by no means. In fact, the first 15 years of owning this agency, when a client would call me and say, hey, we've seen this really funny video. We want to do something like that. I would say, sorry, we don't do funny. Like literally for the first 15 years, because I knew that the worst thing you can do is try to be funny when you really aren't funny. That will sink your brand quicker than anything because people will just laugh at you, not laugh with you. Yeah. So, so in step, I think it's step four of my ebook, I talk all about that. The way that you create a really great script is by collaborating with great minds. Our average video takes three to six months to produce. And it goes through a team of, um, on the writing side, you know, five to 10 writers. Wow. So it's all about collaboration. When you watch Saturday Night Live, that's a product of a week of 20 or so people sitting around a boardroom, throwing out hundreds of ideas for every idea that makes it into the show. It's the mm. same thing with marketing. You mm. got to throw out as many concepts as you can and then as many jokes as you can, because you're not just looking for funny jokes. That's the problem. Most of our, 
our funniest jokes probably haven't made it into our videos because they weren't relevant. They didn't further the sale. It has to be very focused on the end goal, which isn't to make people laugh, it's to make people buy. So the more you can write, the more ideas you come up with, the more you narrow it down to the best stuff that will, yes, be funny, but also further the sale. So the, the quick answer to your question is people need to go find funny people. Now, how do you do that? Well, is there a comedy club in your town? Become yeah. a regular, become a regular patron, because guess what comedians do during the day? They're typically traveling to their next gig and they have tons of time on their hand, hands and they love it when executives come up to them and say, you know, do you want to earn some money on the side writing for me? Or think about online, you know, freelance services like Fiverr and Upwork and other services like that. There are many comedians or comedy writers that are looking for freelance work. Same with creative writers. I always tell people, if you are on a shoestring budget, Yes, there are things that you can sacrifice, but you should not sacrifice great writers and great actors. Everything else you can kind of get by. Now, you're not going to see the kinds of results that, you know, people that do everything the best way are going to see, but you'll see better results than what you're getting. Right. But don't sacrifice the writers or the actors. Boy, I keep thinking about my nephew, who's a comedy writer in L.A. Yeah, give me his number. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm always on the hunt. I mean, that's literally, okay. that, that's what I do with my spare time. I watch comedy online and, you know, I'm always sending emails to people that make me laugh because if they make me laugh, they'll probably make my customers laugh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I love this. Don't try to be funny and don't just try and put jokes in if yeah. they aren't relevant and, and I mean, don't further the story. You, you were telling me off the air that most people what are listening to this podcast, you know, are marketers or small business owners. Right. Well, guess what? You're not. You're not a comedian or else right. you'd be in a different line of work. Do what you do best, which is, you know, be the big picture guy, create these campaigns, but don't try to get into the trenches where you don't fit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Boy. I, I just love this. And I don't. And so, Joseph, let me just say how, how much I have enjoyed this conversation and and <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to downloading the ebook. And I really want people to do that. So I, I don't want you to tell them any more steps right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would, however, like you to tell them how they can get that ebook and how they can find you. Sure. Yeah, so three ways. Number one, if you want the ebook, go to funnysalesvideos.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see a big picture of an ebook that you can just download for free. Uh, the second way that you can connect with me is on my podcast where we go into way more information. Um, in fact, we have an episode on each of the eight steps and then we interview uh, past clients of ours that have really been successful learning, you know, how did they do it? What were the steps that they took? Um, and then we're going to be reaching out to some other clients that, you know, we didn't work with to find out, well, how did you do it? So uh, go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever podcasts your app, uh, podcast app you have and look for how to make a video go viral. It's a pretty new podcast. Um, so if you put my name, Joseph Wilkins, that might help you find it. And then finally, if anyone, you know, any 
business owners or marketing executives want to chat to me about us collaborating, again, just go to funnysalesvideos.com and there's a form at the very bottom that you can fill out and we can schedule a Zoom and chat about your particular business. That Thank you. That is also great. Listeners, man, you, you got to get on that. You know, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, there's so many things that I like about this. It's engaging. It's a little different. It takes advantage of video, which really is such an incredibly great marketing vehicle. And, and it can apply to any industry. Absolutely. So, right. Yeah. So we, we, we have, we have B2B campaigns. We have yeah. B2C campaigns. We've even done fundraising campaigns where companies were trying to raise funds um, and, really? and ex extremely successful. We, we, in fact, we raised over a million dollars in three weeks with a funny sales video. Re Boy, see, now that makes a ton of sense to me too. It's all about being disruptive. Do yeah. what other people aren't doing. You know, swim where other people aren't swimming. And if right. you're in a boring industry, I tell mm -hmm. people you've got even more advantage because there's no way that your competitors would do something as disruptive as this. Right, right. And, and that is so, yeah, I mean, boy, think about that. You're in, a, in an otherwise dull industry yeah. and you're doing something like this, standing out is, is just, you make it easy. Wow. I love this idea. This is, yeah, this is so great. I, Joseph, I'm so grateful that we got to spend this time having this conversation. I, I really have enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. See, I knew I was going to. <laughs> That's uh, what it's all about, right? <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> and congratulations on the podcast. That's a wonderful Thank you. Thing. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and, and, and listeners, you know, I like to thank you because you're who we're doing this for. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor. Head over to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for the free trial and then go exploring and enjoy yourself. You're going to have loads of fun. Maybe listen to, you know, some comedy books or whatever <laughs> to get some inspiration. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks, Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't you know that you're a grown-up?
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.